Well, welcome to episode four of The Journey of Grace, and I'm so thankful that you can join us wherever you are, whether day or night, uh, here in this uh, location or somewhere across the country around the world. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope the first three episodes have been encouraging to you and also challenging as well. And I just want to say again, thank you uh, for those who are following with us, and if you have any comments that this is helping you uh, or encouraging to you, just put it, uh, just email us at podcast at cag.org, podcast at cag.org. And uh, in this journey of grace started because of a, a journey we started back in really February to try to find out what was going on with my life. But really, I wanted to be a journey of grace together because we're all on this journey. And I felt like today that we should talk about the God who's there, the God who's there. So to God's glory and his credit, I finished the seventh round of chemo on Monday, and I'm so thankful for that. One more round to go, and we'll celebrate that big time. And then, and then there'll be other steps. We don't even know those other steps fully yet, but God knows that. But I want to just give a huge shout out to God, his faithfulness. He has been so amazing and so uh, there for me and for you during not only my season, but your season too as well. And that's when I'll talk about the thereness of God, the God who's there. I never came across that word. I don't think I've ever used that word before, but I was thinking about how, how God is there for you and how he is with us. And there's a word called thereness, which is pretty crazy, right? We think about God's holiness and God's uh, greatness and the God of his faithfulness, but he also has the thereness, and I'll talk about that in a second. So again, every time I go to see my oncologist, he's amazed that we're doing so good, but I tell him that's because of God's grace and the prayers of people like you, the, the prayer of people like uh, those who are joining us today and those who've been lifting us up is so powerful, so effective, much more effective than we know. And I want to talk about a couple of things today, if I could, just from my heart to you about the God who is there, not just for me, but the God who is there for you. So when you think about thereness, the definition of thereness talks about the condition of being in position there presence, a place distinguished from here. And then the definition ends with real existence. So in other words, the thereness is a position that is there, different from here. And I was thinking about the fact that God goes before us. There's so many scriptures that talk about the fact that he is fighting our battles. He's going ahead of us. I think about in the Old Testament where God tells Moses, just stand still and see the salvation of our God. So I want to just talk to those right now who are maybe in the midst of something and you know it here, but you're not sure about the there. And I, I was thinking about the God who is there and the thereness of God. He's everywhere, past, present, future. There's no time constraints with our God, which is so cool. So if you're facing some things that are challenging to you that are way more than you understand, I want to just encourage you that not only is he here with you, but he'll be there for you in real existence, a God who is already fighting that way. He's already down the road with you. And I want to talk about a couple things that might help you. So in my journey, you know, of uh, going through the chemo treatments and trusting God, he's been really there for me day by day by day. People have been praying, but as you're sitting there in the chair and you're thinking about different things and just keeping focus on the fact that God is faithful. Uh, just this morning, my wife and I were talking and uh, we were walking to get this morning. I said, you know, D, we've done everything we can do. Everything that we can possibly do, we've done. And we just trust God from here on in. And that's true. 
But that's true whether you have a diagnosis like I do, or you're going through something like you're going through with your family or friends, or just emotionally, if you're isolated or alone, you feel like uh, God's not answering. So I want to talk to you, if I could, about the God who's there at all times. My wife is a, a great, uh, great woman. She has helped me so much in the past, but during this season has been exceptional. And I to give her, her a shout out. Love you, Dee, very much. But I also thank God for her. She's a great researcher of a lot of things on, on the internet. And one of the things she loves to research is good music, good worship music. So before Elevation put out a song called Trust in God through Chris Brown, uh, she had actually heard it a few days before and said, Mark, this is a great song. And, and then, of course, our church loves it. And I hope you haven't, if you haven't heard it, you need to listen to it. But I want to just put some of the text down and talk about it for a second, about the God who's there and how we can trust him. And it might help you understand just a little backstory. My wife loves Chris Brown singing uh, from Elevation. and loves his heart and his love's passion. But he really did a great job in writing this song, not just with his song, but also a song that was written in the 1800s. Here's the first verse, and you can see it uh, below. Blessed, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. He's been my fourth man in the fire time after time, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. And what he did for me on Calvary is more than enough. So that's really a combination of a song that Chris Brown and then a hymn that many of you have sung called Blessed Assurance. So I was thinking about the thereness of God as it relates to like these verses. And I want to just break it down for a second. We'll go through the first verse and the second verse. But I hope it might encourage you. I just I just felt like this morning I could have waited till next week after the last round of chemo and we'll we'll do another chemo, another uh, podcast after that. But I felt that God He's already there with me after the eighth treatment and beyond. And he's already there with you, not only today, but his thereness, the God who is there and here at the same time, is going to take care of you. So many of you guys know the story of Fanny Crosby. When she was two years old, she developed an infection in her eye. And a doctor who was a quack did not know what to do, but prescribed something. And it caused her at two years old to be blind the rest of her life. She never saw again the rest of her life. Uh, her father died months later, and so as a young 21-year-old mom, Fanny Crosby's mom goes to work as a maid, just cleaning houses to make ends meet. And her grandmother, Fanny's grandmother, takes care of Fanny. So here you think about life situations, right? Because a doctor did something wrong, she loses sight for the rest of her life. And so one sometimes when the grandmother would see Fanny getting depressed or discouraged, she would say, let's pray. Let's pray that God opens a door. Let's pray that God would do something supernatural. And uh, you think about, easy to say when you're the sighted person, hard to say when you're the blind person, hard to receive, except if you know the God who is here and the God who is there. Do you see what I'm, my point, that thereness of God? So the Lord goes before us. The Bible says he knows all of our days before one come to be. And because of that, Fanny Crosby's story is so powerful. And I, this is why I love this song, uh, the combination of the hymn and also Chris Brown's words. But that first line, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. So Fanny then grows up at a 12 years old uh, institute in New York City for the blind, opens up, and she goes there, and she serves there for more than two decades and becomes not only a student but then a teacher, writing dozens of poems and uh, dozens of songs. And then uh, in, at 38 years old, gets married. And one day after the marriage, she's sitting down with a, a friend of hers who's playing piano. And uh, the piano 
Pilhire says, Franny, what does that sound like to you? Just a tune. She had no words yet, just a tune. And she said, I sound, it sounds like blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Now, I look at my life and you have perspective, right? You have perspective on your life too. You know what you're going through with relationships or pain or suffering or past strife. Maybe you've lost someone in the recent future, recent past or uh, many years past, or maybe you're worried about what's to come. Maybe you're in a relationship that's not what it needs to be. Maybe you're not honoring God with that. But can I say this to you? If you know the Lord, that blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And so she writes a song and it becomes this incredible hymn of faith for a long, long time to come. And then Chris Brown adds that next line, he's been my fourth man in the fire time after time. And I like that so much how he, how he sort of weaved both those uh, together. But you know the fourth man deals with Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, and I just want to talk about that for a second too. In my heart and in your heart, wherever you're at with God, you've got to make determination that my God is here and my God will be there. My God has been faithful at this point and he'll be faithful there too. When I don't know tomorrow, because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, I have another treatment here next week and then other steps that they want to take, but let's see what God does. Let's see what God does. The God who's there each step for you in your life. When you hand your life over to God, he's there all the time here, but he's also there for you in your future. So you know the story, Daniel chapter 3, uh, hundreds of thousands of um, captives, exiles, have been taken from Jerusalem and brought to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar is the king of an evil empire. And you know, there's a lot of people chosen to do different things. And Daniel and three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are chosen to be leaders among leaders. And then after a time, there was some uh, deceit going on. And some people say, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, hey, build an alt- build an uh, idol to yourself. And, uh, and then at certain times when people play certain music, let's have everybody in the whole, whole nation bow down to this idol and just revere you. Of course... At that time, those three boys, who are now young men, said, listen, we can't stand to bow down to idols. We can't do that. So when uh, they saw that they would not bow down, people got furious with them, other leaders. And Nebuchadnezzar was furious. And I want you to stop for a second to think about this. He's been my fourth man in the fire time after time. Those three guys could have been like the rest of the exiles who bowed down. There are many, many Jewish exiles who bowed down to that idol. Evidently, those three didn't. Daniel must have been somewhere else because Daniel didn't bow down at any time. But all those other thousands and thousands did. You and I have to make a choice that God who's here will also be there. When they made that choice to not bow down, they knew that there was going to be punishment. But they trusted God to be here in their walk and there in their walk. And I can say this to you, whatever you're going through, sickness or or, uh, emotional stress or diagnosis that is not pleasant, or you're in a situation you feel like isolated alone, you're not just here with God. God's there with you, whatever is coming your way, and I want you to receive that. I want you to hold on to that. So you know the story in Daniel chapter 3. They throw Shadrach, Meshach into the fire. They've, they heat it up seven times hotter than that fire has ever been before, so much so that when they throw them into the fire, the men who are throwing in the fire, the soldiers who are throwing them in are instantly killed. That's how warm it is. So the king is furious, he's angry. They put Shadrach, Meshach in there with all their clothing on, everything. And then all of a sudden the king looks up and says, wait a second, wait a second. 
we thought we put three people on there. I see a fourth, and he looks like the son of God. And uh, then Nebuchadnezzar says, come on out, come on out. So evidently that fourth man was a pre-incarnate um, a theophany of Jesus, which is pretty incredible, that God himself would be with those three guys because here, when they were not bowing down, God already knew they're there, that I'll be with you. And this is what you and I hold on to all the time. And this journey of grace that we're talking about, which I'm so thankful that God is, is, is teaching me things and growing me, and hopefully it's helping you too as well, but God is here for you, and he's going to be with you here and there. Now, maybe you won't have to go through a literal fiery furnace, but many of you feel like you're in that kind of battle, don't you? But you have to remember, you may not even know it, but God is here, and he's already planning to be there for you. When they bring the three guys out, they don't even smell like smoke. There's no singeing. There's no burning on their clothes. And then Nebuchadnezzar says, anyone who speaks against their God should be killed. I want to say this to you too, and this journey of grace is not just about my journey or just even your journey. It's bigger than that. You and I are going to have to decide at times just to stand for Jesus, even when it's difficult. In our world right now that's going chaotic all the time, and crazy thing that even the world feels it's crazy, you have to say, I'm standing for Jesus. I'm not compromising. So he'll be with me here. If I stand for him, he'll be with me there, whatever I may face. You need to hold on that. And then the rest of it, that first verse says, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. And what he did for, my, for me on Calvary was more than enough. And aren't you glad for that? So I know that God has been with me these last several months. It's really been a four-month journey so far, a little over four months. But I know he's here with me today, and he'll know be with me after that eighth round of chemo and then whatever is to come. But I'm not worried about the there because God is there. I like so much when people have said, you know, don't fear tomorrow, God's already there. That's true. And he is here, but there's also a thereness of God that he is at both places at once. He's already got it worked out for your life here, and you can trust him for what's to come. And then uh, the chorus that we sing, you know, I trust in God, my Savior. I trust in God, the one who will never fail. He will never fail. So the second verse is an interesting verse. And I just felt like today you need to hold on to this too as well. Now, when Fanny Crosby writes that first line of the second version, she says, perfect submission, all is at rest. Now, here's a person who, because of a doctor's mistake, is blind all her life. And yet, even in her blindness, she sees things that many of us would never see. In fact, she wrote another song, said, I shall know him, I shall know him, even though she'd never seen uh, the picture of Jesus, she said, I'll, I'll know him by the, the nail piercings in, their hand, in his hands. I'll know my Redeemer that way. But that perfect submission is a hard word, isn't it? So that submission is saying, God, I'm submitting to all the things you know in my life. Up to this point, God, you've been so faithful. I understand, I'm understanding that there's a thereness of God, that you'll be there with me no matter what I'm facing. But God, I want to submit to you in this process. So on a daily basis through this journey of grace in my own life, I have to submit to that process and say, God, I sure don't understand all things, but I trust you. And I'm submitting to this process that if I can bring glory to your name and honor to your name, if somehow somebody can look at our life together on this journey of grace and see Jesus is faithful 
in the unknown and the known and the unknown to come. He's there. He's already making that way, that perfect submission. And uh, then Chris Brown says, I know the author of tomorrow has ordered my steps. And I, I feel like this way, guys. This is not taking God by surprise. Anything you're facing, anything you're going through right now, you say, man, God, you God could have stopped this. And that's true. I had a really uh, interesting phone call from a person I've never met before, but they'd heard about what we're going through. And they said, listen, I'm a friend of a friend of yours. And I want to tell you something that, you know, look at all the scriptures that people had to go through things so God could be glorified. And they talked about the three Hebrew children. They talked about Daniel in the lion's den. They talked about Elijah. They talked about Moses crossing the Red Sea. They talked about Jesus going through the cross. So had all those things not happened, we would not know that we could walk through any trial in our life with the God who's here and the God who's there. And I really encourage you. I've never met the man before, haven't talked to him since, but it's very a great timing of God that at that point he called me and left a message and said, here's some things I want you to know. God's going to bring you through this, but he brings you through in order to establish glory for himself and honor for himself, but he'll take care of you here and take care of you there. So on the 13th of June, uh, you know, I read Oswald Chambers every day. I read Psalms, uh, quite a few Psalms, Psalm 91 and a few other Psalms. But then um, I was reading Oswald Chambers, my most first highest, and we were talking about perfect submission. Submission is not easy for us. We don't like to submit to anything or anyone. And that's proven out in our culture every day. We, people just want to do their own thing no matter what it costs. But Oswald Chambers said this, and it's so good, and I think they'll put it up on the, on the screen too. The Spirit of God is a well of water springing up per, per, perpetually fresh. Springing up perpetually fresh. A saint realizes that it is God who engineers his circumstances. Consequently, there are no complaints, only unrestrained surrender to God. There are no complaints, only unrestrained surrender to God. That perfect submission, all is at rest. So when I read that, it was like, okay, God, I got it. Because I was thinking about that day, Lord God, how can I, how can I rest in you? And we realized that the wells of water springing up are always fresh, perpetually fresh. A saint realizes that it's God who engineers his circumstances. Consequently, there are no complaints only unrestrained surrender to Jesus. That's a strong word, isn't it? It's a strong word for Fanny Crosby to pray and say, God, would you open up doors? And then he does. It's a strong word for me to say to you, hey, listen, for these last four months, God has been faithful, and he has been. And my expectation is the God who has been faithful to this point is not he faithful there as well, the thereness of God. But then also that submission that I have to submit to God. There's a great verse of scripture in Ephesians chapter 6, and it says, talks about the armor of God, and, and then it says, when you've done everything to stand, then stand. When you've done everything you could possibly can do to stand, then stand. So you and I have to sort of take a checklist on a daily basis and say, God, am I doing everything I can do? So for me, it deals with spiritually, getting my heart right and my head right, making sure that I'm spending time with his word and in prayer. It's also physically, I have to drink like tons of liquid every day, 
all that kind of stuff to make sure that everything's functioning. It's making sure I do the right thing at the right time. Um, my wife does a great job of feeding me, making sure I get in the right night food, and people are encouraging like you and stuff. But really, I've got to come to the point of saying, I have to submit to God who does all things well and who knows my days before one comes to be. The God who's there, the God who's here, the God who will be there in my life and in your life is a God I submit to. Lord, I don't know the future, but I know you. Interesting, back in Daniel chapter 3, when the three Hebrew children, we call them, are brought before Nebuchadnezzar and said, listen, Nebuchadnezzar says, if you don't bow down, uh, the next time it happens, we're going to throw you in this fire. They said, king, don't waste your time. We're not bowing down. And then they make this incredible statement. They said, you know what? The God who we serve will protect us, but even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down. We're going to honor him. So there are things in my life and your life that the there is unknown to us. It's known to God. But you have to make a determination here that I'm going to submit to God's will. I'm going to submit to his plan for my life. And to say, God, no matter what, I'm all in with you. I'm not holding back on anything. I'm not wavering to see if this is going to work out. You have made that determination before you get there. That here, I've made the determination. I'm all in. I'm trusting God. Perfect submission. Fanny Crosby says, all is at rest. Rest in mind, rest in heart. And say, God, I trust you so much that you are faithful at all times and always. So I just want to speak to some people right now who may be going like with me through a, this journey of grace. And God has been so faithful on this journey for me. And, and I pray the same for you. But you've got to make determination now, here, that I'm with God. I'm trusting God. Everything I've done to stand, I'm going to stand now in my walk with God, no matter what. And then when Chris Brown says, I know the author of tomorrow has ordered my steps. That's the there. He's ordered my steps. I want to honor God in my prayers always. Lord, whatever is happening here, let me honor you in some way that, that can detail for us exactly what God's saying and be very, very faithful to say, God, I honor you. I honor you. And uh, I think that Chris Brown answers so well. So this is my story. This is my song praising my risen King and Savior all the day long. Well, those are words that also come from Fanny Crosby. That they tied it in so beautifully. But I want you to see that, what, 150, 180 years later, God speaks to Chris Brown to tie it in with Fanny Crosby's words because Fanny Crosby knew about submission to God. When it didn't make sense, Lord, this doesn't make sense, I submit to you. There are things in my life that don't make sense, but I'm submitting to God, not because I have to, but the idea of saying, I've already committed. Just like those guys before they throw in the fire. You know what? No matter what, we're going after God. Whether he saves us or not, we're going after God. We're going to trust God. We're never bowing down. And I want to just say this to you. There's going to come in a time, whether it be a situation you're in right now or what's happening in our culture, that you're going to have to make a stand. To stand and say, God, the God who is here with me will also be there with me. The thereness of God. Real existence. Absent from here and there. And yet God who is eternal, God is everywhere at once, can be here and there at the same time. Pretty crazy, right? Because he's, 
He's God and you're not. He knows the future. He knows my end from the beginning, but he also knows you. And I just felt like for some people here, especially maybe teachers in our schools and people who are uh, in offices that are really going a different direction from you, you're going to have to get to the point to say, God, I'm not backing down. I'm not compromising. The God who's been faithful here, I submit to. The author of my life has ordered my steps. And Lord God, the there, I'll trust you because you're already there for me. You'll take care of me. So the God who is there, the holiness of God, the greatness of God, the power of God, the faithfulness of God, and the thereness of God is something you need to hold on to. So I pray that something that was said today was encouraging to you just to lift you up a little bit. Again, we'll have another podcast. If you like this, please go to podcasts at cag.org and let us know that, hey, it's encouraging or it's challenging you. Um, and we'll try to do another one or a couple more after what we see is going to go on here in the days to come. Not just to inform you about my journey. It's really about our journey together. But I felt really strongly today to say to you that God is with you. So blessed assurance, Jesus is yours. He has been your fourth man in the fire, more times than you can count. And then he wants you to walk with perfect submission and rest in him because the author of my life and your life has ordered my steps. So can I pray for you? I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your grace that is more than enough than any journey we're taking. You've been faithful to us, God. What you've done for us on Calvary is more than enough. Because of that, Lord God, I stand and we stand together and saying, God, you've been faithful to this point here. And we trust you that the God who's there is already working out the details in the best way to not only give us strength to walk it out, but the best way to glorify your name. The word of God says we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength here and there. Thank you, Lord God, that you've been my past, in my present, and the God who's there in the days to come. And I bless, Lord God, each person to take their own stand, to take their own accomplishment to say, God, no matter what, we're going to submit to you. No matter what, God, we're going after your heart. No matter what, God, we're going to trust in you. So I pray whether you're a global worker, I pray whether you're a brand new believer, whether you've known Christ for a long time, when you're a young person, whether you're a young adult, if you're a student, I pray that you'd make a stand for Christ and say, God, you've been with me here. I'm trusting you all the way there. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you guys. And again, thank you for joining us. I hope you'll share this in any way you possibly can on, on your avenues to do so. And again, if you like it, if it's encouraging, please let us know. Uh, if you don't like it, tell us no to podcast at cag.org. God bless you. We'll see you next time. 